Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Vaccination during pregnancy provides protections for newborns. I love this story already. Now, new research from the CDC has found that COVID vaccination during pregnancy transfers some protection for babies after they're born. Now, this is something we've known for a long time, and you're hope you're a mother of several children, so I, I will defer to you. I, I am not a parent. But the, usually the first six months, the sniffles and the virus sort of stuff happens after that six-month period. That's largely because the first six months, the newborns have their mother's immune system. And that's, that is an evolutionary advantage that mammals have. And that's one of the reasons why mammals have been so successful, especially during that very highly vulnerable and stressful period of raising a newborn infant. So NPR reports that babies whose mothers received full doses of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines had a 61% lower risk of being hospitalized with COVID in their first six months of life. It's wonderful. The CDC researchers examined data from around 400 babies hospitalized for a variety of reasons from July of 2021 to January of 2022. Around 84% of babies hospitalized with COVID in that time period had unvaccinated moms. Right. Just to be clear, 84% babies hospitalized, unvaccinated moms. Unvaccinated moms, yes. Goodness gracious. This development from the CDC confirmed smaller scale studies that indicated that vaccination transfers protective antibodies to unborn fetuses during pregnancy. One small study from the Journal of the American Medical Association even found that 98% of babies of vaccinated mothers still had detectable antibody levels two months after birth. Wow, 98%. That is amazing. Right? The new CDC study said that protection against COVID hospitalization was strongest for babies whose mothers got vaccinated after 21 weeks of pregnancy. But mothers should not take this as a prompt to delay vaccination for the best protection for their babies, as COVID can have much more severe outcomes during pregnancy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think one of the most of the misinformation that we saw and disinformation that we saw during the pandemic and continue to see because we're still in a pandemic. Yeah. Right. Yes. Targeting disinformation toward women of childbearing age. Yes. And using that as a weapon with respect to what the potential for childbirth could be by being vaccinated. There has been no studies that have shown that there's any deleterious effect whatsoever for being vaccinated toward children. So it's the most insidious of all the disinformation. And we know that getting the vaccine is safe during pregnancy and certainly being vaccinated in childbearing years does not at all, at all, at all have any effects at all for potential future births. 
Yes, that's really what I'm hearing a lot of still is that women are afraid to get it because they feel that the COVID or they think the COVID vaccine will affect fertility. Yeah. And so one of my good friends got she had a really, really bad case of COVID, really bad case. Like it was scary because she wants to get pregnant in the future. So she didn't get vaccinated. Oh, please. I've given her every piece of information I could think of. But somehow this one sticks. We have got to find a way to to get this one. This one sticks. Absolutely. And it's the greatest shame of all. Mm hmm. Researchers find connection between common virus and multiple sclerosis. Scientists have long suspected that viruses, ones such as the Epstein-Barr virus, that more than 95% of people have gotten in their life, can cause or spark long-term autoimmune diseases, which are diseases which the immune system attacks healthy tissue by accident. But studies to prove this with a disease like Epstein-Barr, the virus that causes mono, would require many years to conduct and thousands of participants included. So there isn't much salient research on the topic. But in a new study in science from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health found another way to conduct this research and add credence to a long-held theory. According to the New York Times, the Harvard researchers used military recruits. There are more than 10 million of them, so they were sure to get the numbers of the samples they needed. Also, recruits were screened for HIV when they enlist, and every other year after that. Those blood samples are archived by the U.S. and can be retested for other diseases. The researchers use those archives to identify cases of multiple sclerosis and autoimmune disease in active duty military members and tested them for mono. All but one of the soldiers who had MS also had Epstein-Barr. The Harvard researchers also looked at samples from a randomly selected group of peers in the military and found that the risk of MS for those who have never had mono is incredibly low. After infection with Epstein-Barr, you're almost 30 times as likely to get MS. Another study in Nature, shortly after the Harvard study, explained why there's this connection. Mono produces proteins that look a lot like the proteins in the myelin sheath. The myelin sheath is what covers, it's kind of like the saran wrap that covers a nerve and it facilitates the travel of nerve impulses. When the immune system attacks the Epstein-Barr virus, it can mistakenly attack the myelin instead. This will degrade that myelin sheath, and that's essentially what results in multiple sclerosis. While there are other ways that mononucleosis can cause multiple sclerosis, this is actually the most common way. This discovery means that a vaccine against a virus could feasibly prevent most cases of multiple sclerosis. Wow. That would be great to see. An Epstein-Barr virus vaccine, that would be awesome. Yes, indeed. This is something we'll definitively continue to cover here on Noise Filter. Study provides insight into COVID's impact on smell. Loss of smell has been one of the more curious COVID symptoms, and researchers may have found the cause, the New York Times reports. While it was initially believed that COVID attacks the olfactory nerves, those are the nerves that actually are responsible for the sense of smell, it actually attacks nearby cells that support the process. What? Basically, the infected cells in the nose shed the virus and die and the immune cells overwhelm the area to fight the virus, causing inflammation. This inflammation is no good for smell receptors or the proteins on the surface of the nerve cells that detect and transmit information about odors. This short circuits them, taking out the sense of smell. 
So the virus isn't invading the neurons, only the supporting olfactory cells and neurons. What? <laughs> this seems to be the case for food COVID symptoms. The immune system's well-intentioned attacks against the virus can cause damage. This provides a bit of insight and a lot about how the virus affects the body as a result of its tendency to create inflammation. And too much inflammation can be too much of a good thing. Listen, I've often said that a majority of human diseases are as a result of inflammation because inflammation is immunity. That's the only thing that we have to fight. So it does not surprise me. Essentially, the way I, I read this is that the olfactory nerves, the ones that are responsible for the sense of smell, are almost being kind of pushed out because right. there's too much inflammation in the area. So it's really it's really fascinating. Hopefully, this is something that will be behind us as we'd love to see COVID go away. Yes. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast, follow us on social media, and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D R D E R Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. <laughs>